You're listening to The Search Bar. I'm Jacob. And I'm Adrian. And we are back for season four of our podcast. <laughs> new year, new season. New us. New us. Same, <laughs> now, same old us. Same us, same beard, same everything. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. You know, uh, the new year always brings with it uh, a lot of uh, people trying to turn a new leaf on a personal note or maybe on a professional note. It's also a big time for... Uh, industry insiders to start to predict what's going to change in their industry in the new year. And that's no different in SEO. Uh, and you know, SEO is bound to change on a dime, uh, but we thought it might be cool to go over some predictions of where we think SEO is headed in 2019. Yeah, which may or may not happen, of course. Right. But... We'll put a big asterisk on yeah. this entire episode so that nobody can hold us accountable do not hinge your marketing strategy no. on our predictions. As always, please do your own research. Please <laughs> consult consult friends and family and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. But some SEO predictions for 2019. Let's jump into the first one that's likely to happen. Google My Business was one of the more influential uh, ranking signals in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, this obviously only affected people that had local presences, brick and mortar stores. But I think we are seeing more and more companies that are interested in doing kind of a hybrid model Mm -hmm. uh, where they might start out online and then they start to bring in a retail aspect to it as well to try and get foot traffic, allow people to try out their products, that sort of thing. So if if Google My Business ranking signals were important last year, what do you imagine that's going to mean for 2019? I mean, lots of things. And, you know, it's interesting because we're, we live in Austin, which is very much a local everything. Sure. So for me, I was always kind of like, oh, that's, excuse me, that's something that Austin is just obsessed with Mm -hmm. is being local. But uh, so it's interesting to see the search engines kind of following suit with with that attitude. But definitely, um, you know, the, the SERPs are going to change even more to try to get you the information without you having to click into a website mm-hmm. or um, or out of the platform where you're already spending your time, mm-hmm. which means local influencers are going to be really important. And I, I'm sure you guys have all heard the term micro-influencers now. Because or that's, nano-influencers. Or nano-influencers, because that's the big buzzword right now. Um and, you know, while local influencers may be smaller than, <clears throat> like, a general, very popular influencer, mm-hmm. um, they are going to be important for building up your your local reputation, I guess you could say. Yeah. I think, it, you know, there could be any company that could come in and just slap a sticker on themselves and yeah. say, we're Austin. But if you have <laughs> a local influencer that's familiar with the community or familiar with uh, pain points that customers have, um, being in in a partnership with them is going to definitely be important. Obviously, reviews are never going to go out of style, but I think 2018 showed us that it's going to become even more important mm-hmm. um, just because that is first and foremost likely the thing that people look at if you are coming up in localized searches. Um, I have a feeling that means that local guides are gonna um, are gonna become more important as well 
It's those like Google's version of a Yelp elite yeah. person because they have meetups for those people everywhere. And, yeah. Um, so I have a feeling those people are going to. What a world we live in. That there are people that, that that's their that's their gig. They do that for a living. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think in some sense, I think that makes that makes sense to to have those people in a, in a prominent role. Mm. Because, you know, oftentimes when it comes to reviews, you have to take a little bit of a grain of salt. Somebody right. might have a little bit of an ego. They just want to share their story. But Absolutely. if you have somebody who's thinking about these things uh, in sort of more of a pragmatic sense mm -hmm. and not just slapping up a review because they might have gotten bad service one time. Sure. Then I think that that's more beneficial. And those are kind of the reviews that Google is hoping to get. Yeah, I uh, agree. Anyway. But. Um, and then also cross-posting on, on social media. Um, still going after Google Plus if you can, you know, <laughs> just automatically post whatever you're putting on Facebook and slap it on there. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, how many times have you gone to check someone's social media profiles to find out if they're closed on a holiday or, yeah. uh, you know, if there's construction in the neighborhood, are they going to be open on weird hours? You don't go and check their website. So having That's that so increased true. presence there is going to be even more important. Absolutely. Uh, you know, knowing our luck, none of this will happen and Google, <laughs> and Google My Business will disappear in three weeks. I know that's going to happen just because we said it. <laughs> but if, if you are brick and mortar focused, then having that, that personalized touch to the, the neighborhoods that you service is always going to be pretty important. And, and Google My Business is, like you said, they're, they're trying to find more and more ways to keep you on Google without pushing you off. So uh, you know, different styles of um, search results with carousels and sort mm -hmm. of, you know, what information are they going to display, whether it's reviews or photos of your business or whatever it might be, mm -hmm. so that people stay there. So you need to have that information robust if you want to stand out. So Yeah. I know we're talking about 2019, but a prediction for 2050, which I think I've mentioned on this podcast, locals going to be so important because eventually you can just get in your car and say, take me to the nearest sushi restaurant yeah. with the best reviews. Yeah. And it'll take you there. Yeah. What do you think is powering that? That's local search. Sure. All right. I'm sorry. I got off topic. <laughs> so Google My Business, probably a big thing in 2019. Yeah. Next thing that that is definitely going to happen is that off-site SEO is going to start picking up even more steam. So mm -hmm. what do we mean by that? Um, we've always talked about, you know, outside of your website, outside of your, your services or products or information or whatever it is that you're, you're selling, quote unquote, um, how else can you expand your SEO footprint and expand your reach? And I think the two easy ways to do that are through off-site content like videos mm -hmm. and making sure that they're well optimized. So, uh, and that comes down to not only like the, the basics like title and description, but also is this something that's a digestible topic? Mm. Should I really be making a nine minute video? Probably not. So right. learning who your audience is, uh, where they are uh, consuming this content, um, uh, how short or to the point it, it needs to be those sorts of things. It, it's not going to be good enough anymore to just take a camera and point it at something. You're going to have to think strategically about how you structure your video. Mm -hmm. um, and not even um, even that, you can take it a step further and again, engage with those influencers and have them create videos yeah. about their experience using your products. And that again, it's kind of 
hand in hand. It's the you get the video, the offsite aspect of it, but you also get that review um, from somebody that potential customers are going to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think video is still going to be a huge thing. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know we've we're continuing to see if it's a, a trending topic, um, perhaps in the news or something. It is not uncommon to start seeing feeds of social media creep into search engine results pages. And that's only going to get more and more hand in hand as um, social media and the various forms of it get more and more robust to keep people on their platforms. Then Google is going to want to filter some of that information into their results as well. So engaging with customers, emphasizing your brand, really having those personal connections. Totally. I think it, it'll be probably only about a year and a half to two years before it's a completely indiscernible line between mm-hmm. social media um, and SEO in terms of what's a, what's a ranking factor for your brand. I don't disagree with you there for sure. Hey, cool, sweet. <laughs> But you need to hang out where your people are hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, don't waste all your time on LinkedIn if all of your customers are on Instagram. Exactly. Um, I, th- I think there's, we, we've been kind of playing catch up in the social media game for several years where it's just like, well, you have to be on social media. It's like, okay, well, I made a Pinterest page. It's like, yeah, but you sell diesel engine parts. Right. Your people are never going to so hang out on Pinterest. There, yeah. There's this, there's this, still this expectation that if I have the presence then, you know, if I build it, they will come, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. But fine-tuning that and getting yourself on the same level as your, your customers is going to be more important, I think. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and the other stuff that's, you know, going to build up in importance, um, the different views and integrations into mobile searches um, is really going to, I mean, they're still testing out the best way to present these SERPs to people, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, um, maps on a mobile search and what the snack pack is going to look like. If that'll change, I'm sure it will. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a local local snack pack, I meant to say. Um, featured snippets so that you don't have to click into a website to get to in- the information you're looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, news articles and reading a little summary about the article so you can decide if you want to read it. And then that goes into AMP, accelerated mobile pages for things like news and recipes. And structured data for those snippets. Right. Can you lump it all into the search result listing without actually having someone click on it? That Absolutely, type of thing. yeah. We've also seen that huge rise in single answer results, which ties into voice search, which, you know, as of mm-hmm. up to this point, it, it does seem like they are... Um, basically just taking those position zero search results as featured snippets and that's what's being used as the as the voice result mm-hmm. um, but how are how are websites going to possibly reach that single answer result and obviously search engines are just prioritizing that so it almost eliminates the possibility of having ranking for mm. a particular uh, a particular query. Yeah. If they're only going to display one result, what right. happens to positions two through nine hundred, for example? Um, which then makes it a matter of renewing a focus on content quality rather than content quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's really it's really tricky to find that middle ground 
or middle ground, it's not the right word, but to find that sweet spot of, um, am I explaining what's on the page but at the same time answering a very particular question that somebody might have? Mm -hmm. And then once I've answered that question, what other questions can I think of that they might want answered and where can I take them from there? Yeah, the way I like to think about it is what Google is looking at is you're asking a question, but what question are you actually asking? So for example, if I type into Google, how many minutes to boil an egg? Mm -hmm. um, it's It could give me, hey, do it for eight minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is it eight minutes? I don't know. I don't boil eggs. Um, <laughs> we, can, we, we can Google this later. <laughs> okay, we'll Google this later. Um, it could give me eight minutes, but it could also give me, here's all 15 steps I need to do to make the perfect hard-boiled egg. Mm -hmm. So it's what, what question am I actually asking? What is the most valuable um, answer that I'm going to get? And so you got to think about that when you're making content mm -hmm. as well. You know, what question are they asking at face value, but also dig deeper. Like, yeah. what's their, their mindset? Why are they asking you this question in the first place? Um, think about all those different angles when you're and you could arguably answer both of those questions in your content. Start with, yeah. you know, how long do I boil an egg or whatever for a hard-boiled egg? You should boil it for eight minutes mm -hmm. and then be like, okay, we got you there. Let's go ahead and explain all these other steps that yeah, you Yeah, like, oh, he, hey, here's this really easy way to peel it once it's done. Yeah, you know, like, or here's a recipe for deviled eggs or I don't know. Absolutely. But yeah, it, it, it seems a little bit too obvious, but mm -hmm. it's like, I got you in the door with that direct answer. Now I need to follow up with everything I might imagine that you're going to need. Right. You're going to need or want to know next. Exactly. So that Google will understand those connections between the pages. And that's tricky uh, because then you got to make a decision on what are the most important search queries that you want your website to be associated with. Mm -hmm. You obviously can't be associated with all the search queries in the world. It's true. So who has the time? So really focusing in on like, you know, who are my customers or my readers or whatever? What are their main things or, or topics or pain or points, pain points yeah. that they want to know about? And can mm -hmm. we answer them? If yes, then how do we, you know, focus our content around that? Yeah. And that's the tricky part is starting to segment your resources because Content for the sake of content is not going to do any good. Mm -hmm. But I agree. But we talked a little bit about voice search. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think that's only going to keep increasing, especially with the number of um, devices going into homes yeah. and, and all that. We touched on that a little bit, I think, in a previous uh, episode. But, you know, it is time to start thinking about repurposing your content for voice search. And I don't mean like completely overhaul everything, but if you have a piece of content that already lends itself well to that long tail, like mm -hmm. question type search, um, you might go ahead and think about a different way that you might structure it so that it's easy for readers and search engines to get that kind of value and benefit out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but you can't rely on it, right? Like. No, I mean, uh, just because you might have one piece of content that is a great answer for a voice search for that single answer result, it's not going to cure all of your SEO woes or be the, that, that uh, thing that stops the sinking ship. I think it's important to think about it from the standpoint of like 
always refining that approach. You know, do I have a video that could be repurposed as a simple blog that might be able to answer some of these, you know, quick one-off questions or things like that? Or do I have a blog that might be a little bit more helpful from a video standpoint? I mean, we now, we're, you've seen, um, you know, uh, commercials for like Facebook portal and mm -hmm. other video based home speakers and things like that. Certainly you're going to start having the reverse happen where people are going to be needing to find videos that explain whatever questions they have. So repurposing your content to handle both different directions is going to be really tricky. Um, mm -hmm. that's not to say that we aren't already doing it. It's right. just to say that it's going to get more and more prominent as less and less people start typing their questions mm -hmm. in. And now is the time to work on it if right. you want to be ahead of the curve when it really starts picking up, mm -hmm. for sure. The last big thing that we had predicted, and it's definitely going to happen because we said it on a podcast, <laughs> is that context is going to be more important than all of the buzzword uh, things, and search engines are really going to mean it this time. So. <laughs> Uh, this all is, we're, we're kind of repeating ourselves a little bit here as we go, but um, basically it comes down to, are you structuring your, structuring, sorry, your, the information on your site naturally, the way that someone would, would uh, expect to find it if they were reading it, to answer the questions that they have without having to parse through giant piles of, of information, because search engines are going to want to be able to find it too. Uh, and not have to, to dig deep into the content that you have or the pages that you have. Mm -hmm. um, but it, initially, another thing that we thought about with this was that the context of like your brand is going to be more important than how it appears structurally. And I know that, that sounds weird, but what I mean by that, and one thing that, they, that um, was brought up is, uh, let's say that your brand is mentioned in some blog post that somebody made somebody who's related to your industry on like sort of a tangential sense, but they didn't link to you. But search engines will be more intelligent at spotting your brand mention and making the logical connection between this unlinked mention of jacobsbeardsite.com to my actual site, so mm -hmm. much to the point that we might not have to fixate on backlink profiles anymore. Mm -hmm. Don't say that, Jacob. It's going to rock the SEO world. I think, it, I think links will always have an importance. Mm -hmm. And Google will never fess up to whether or not, they, whether or not they're willing to uh, downplay the importance of them, I don't think. But I think what it, what it gets at is that you can't just say, you know, I've got five targets. They all have great domain authority, and I want a backlink from all of them. Yeah. And if I get it, then I'm done and good and set. But maybe there are instances out there where people, whether it's in forums, um, you know, uh, Reddit, for example, or just generally online, people are mentioning your brand, but they're not linking to your brand. I think the connections are going to start to pick up a little faster so that um, search engines will begin to understand, too, just like a human would. If you mm -hmm. told me about a brand, I don't need you to give me a pamphlet uh, or a book of all of their products and things, I can take that knowledge that I have of the name and then go find it on my own. Yeah. Search engines are going to become more intelligent as artificial intelligence picks up. They'll understand the context of what you're saying in this forum or social post and then go and find that brand on its own. That's interesting because they could see if a user is on that 
particular forum or post or whatever. Uh And then they later go visit that brand's website because it's stuck in their mind so Uh much. Um, Maybe that would carry, you know, that's why user behavior is so important. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's, it's obviously a prediction. Sure. But I think it's just... the artificial intelligence of algorithms is getting so much so to the point that we don't they don't need us to hold their hand to figure out what we're trying to get at or what we're trying to say and so it's just it it, we're going to reach that point where the context of what you're saying is more important than than that backlink or you know that seo buzzword that gets everybody excited about the Mm -hmm. about whatever it is and it will be interesting to see if it actually happens mm-hmm. if we start to see that happen. We'll never find out because Google will never tell us. They, they won't tell us anything. No. Yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, it'd be nice if they would tell us, like, oh, this many people came from a voice search. It's like, ah, no, they're not going to ever right. tell us that information. Right. We'll just have to make us educated guesses. Yeah. But. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, everybody knows that you need a quality backlink profile yeah. and then we hear people from google stirring the pot every once in a while saying you guys are really focusing too much on links <laughs> so, well, what are we supposed to do <laughs> so you know it'll it'll reach kind of a tipping point and they'll have to be intelligent on how the algorithm evolves to you know so that people aren't spamming message boards to just mention the name of a mm. brand or something right how will they be able to discern between a natural comment or mention of a brand versus um, a spammer, but uh, I would. If there's one thing about SEOs, it's that they'll try to game the system. Yeah. Not us. Not us. But no others. I mean, that's that, because there's so much that's a reactive. Yeah. Um, approach to SEO. It's only natural that they're going to be people that are sitting there and testing these hypotheses Absolutely. and that sort of thing. And things that were shady, now may not have been shady 10 years ago, you know? Right. So it's like... Is there anything else you can, you can, you can uh, predict with a certain degree of... (laughs) of... I should just start making wild claims. Yeah. Uh, No, I don't, I don't, I think you hit um, the big things. I think it's going to be interesting to see where voice search takes us. I don't think AR and VR are going to be as big of, of things yeah uh, yeah I I think we I think we touched on this last season um the the easiest possibility I see is like with Facebook portal like those video setups where it could map my room and give me recommendations on furniture or it could map me and give me recommendations Mm -hmm. on clothing there's actually already you know um uh businesses that utilize that type of thing to get like the perfect fit for your clothes we just take a scan of your body and off you go so that's not out of the realm of possibility but i agree with you i don't think augmented or virtual reality are going to be too huge right now i think they probably need to stay in the entertainment side of things first video games that type of thing before they start becoming like a consumer lifestyle um feature agreed agreed well that's it that's everything that's going to happen in SEO in <laughs> 2019. Nothing else will happen yeah. ever. Well, I think the, the biggest thing that we that we always knew is that uh, the the relevancy of content is always going to be important, and how is it going to be interpreted in these different realms? Whether it's for the local presence, whether it's for 
trying to be that one result in voice search or if it's going to be uh, search engines search engines understanding the context of what people are saying rather than looking for those traditional signals the the backlinks and uh, optimized pages can they put two and two together and, right. and build their own results as a as a result of that so interesting stuff mm-hmm. yeah well let's go through our tldr yeah too long didn't listen um that first one that jacob talked about was uh google my business it was important in 2018 it's still going to be important in 2019 uh off-site seo will start to pick up steam so you know, are your videos optimized for the channels that they're in, for the questions that people are asking that they can naturally answer, that sort of thing? And are you continuing to really emphasize your brand and engagement on social media? Because those lines are going to get even more blurry between social media signals and organic signals. And then those different kinds of SERP integrations are going to continue to be tested and will probably be more prominent on mobile searches this year. Um, so make sure you are really making some quality content mm-hmm. here. Uh, related to that, voice search is going to ramp up mm-hmm. uh, more and more homes with smart speakers. So can you repurpose your content for voice algorithms, making sure that you're you're naturally and easily answering questions that uh, that readers have. But, you know, we sh- you shouldn't. Uh, you know, chase that that uh, that dream of being the one result in voice search. It's not going to solve your SEO woes. You still need to be approaching this from a holistic standpoint on your website. And we've been banging this drum for years now, but context is more important than the buzzword stuff. So interact with other businesses that are related to yours. Interact with your customers where they already spend their time. Um, get your brand out there in a way that makes sense and don't fall for the, the quick gimmicks that are out there. Yeah. Don't, don't try to just spam forms for links. It's going to be, is that link in the right place? Are people naturally talking about your brand already? And like we mentioned, can they make those connections on their own without your help? That's probably going to be something. So, and that's about it. So, first episode of season four, and we will see you guys next time. I've been Jacob King. I'm still able to do it. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.